What up, though? This is your boy Gabe, and I'm back with my 10th episode of Gabe's Podcast. And today's topic I want to talk about is hip-hop and R&B Part 2. I'm also going to talk about Tupac and Biggie. And do I feel like if they were still alive today, would they be still big from a success album sale-wise? I'm also going to get into... Certain hip-hop labels, do I feel like would they sign artists that's out now into their labels that was hitting big in the 90s? And I'm going to also talk about certain artists that do I feel from hip-hop and R&B that I feel would they fit in the 90s culture also. But I'm going to get into hip-hop and R&B part two. Now, there's certain artists that I left out. And I'm going to also just break it down. And I'm just giving my own opinion on the hip-hop and R&B. Like I said in my third episode of my podcast, it's, hip-hop is not the same. And I, I know a lot of people have their own opinion. They think it's still at the top of this game. I mean, you have you have your rights. You know, you have your opinions. But it's not what it used to be, in my opinion. Because now, if you look back at 90s, and you're looking at artists that, now, like all the dancing songs and all that, I don't even think that'd be fit in the nineties culture. Even though you hear you see a lot of background people doing, you know, the dances and everything, but teach me how to dug in all them. I don't even think that would be successful in the nineties because with the nineties hip hop and R and B, you had to have a voice. You know? Did you have to be lyrical? Yes, it, it depends on the label that you're signing with. Like, because, you know, different labels want different artists. Like, hey, I may want this artist to be lyrical, nice uh, nice beats, you know, get me some money, you know, a lot of money. I mean, that's every that's every label, but you got some label that just, okay, this person know how to sing, he, she know how to, he or she know how to dance. Let's sign them. Because back in the 90s, like, hip-hop labels, you know, they, uh, it was hard. Like, it was hard to sign. And, you know, the top the top label back in the 90s was Def Jam. And, I mean, I know a lot of people don't, like, know that. But I'm also giving you a fax with Def Jam. They are the top of the charts from 89 and 14. They had, like, 152 tracks. With 48 artists from 89 to 2014. You know, but you got, you had like so many big labels in the 90s from Def Jam to Job Records to Bad Boys to Young, I mean, not Young Money, my fault, Cash Money to No Limit to Bad Boys. You know, you had Rough House who have the Refugees, uh, Cypress Hill, and other top artists. But and you have Columbia Records, you know. So those those labels that was like very successful. They knew how to find artists. They put them in. They signed them. Boom, they blew up. But other artists that I feel would uh, well, if you just look at the '90s music. I feel like that was the best music in any other era. 
Now, some people may say, well, the 80s music was was dope, was better than the 90s, the 70s. But 90s music used samples of the 70s and 80s. Just like today's music used samples of the 90s music. The early 2000s music. So, like, I just feel like this, like, certain artists in the 90s, like, they just, just made it huge. But you look at Master P in the No Limit music, Master P was a, like, he was smart. He had good artists from Silk the Shocker to Sea Murder to Soldier Slim, Mystical. You know, he made he made it big. He even bought his son out, put him in a rap game and all that. But look, a lot of people don't know about Master P. And I'm going I'm to I'm give facts about him. He paid, back in the 90s, he paid for certain artists' studio time. Yeah, like, yeah, like, a lot of y'all don't know that. Like, Master P, not only was he smart and, you know, there's certain business that he was very good at. Is his label blue? Like, gotta show, gotta show him love, respect. He a OG, a legend in the rap game. But a lot of people don't know. Master P paid for a lot of artists' studio time. Our artists may come in and say, "Hey, my do studio." Master P say, "I cover it," because he had it like that. You know, just like. DMX, just like just like DMX. I'm gonna give y'all facts on him also. Now DMX came out in 1991, 1990. I think it was, I believe it was 1990. And a lot of people don't know, like DMX, his freestyling was so dope. But I'm also give you facts on him. And I'm gonna give you facts on other artists too. But back in the 90s, I think it was 94, 95. It was one of those years. But Diddy would not want to sign DMX. Like, he did did not want to sign him at all because he was too aggressive. So then Suge Knight flew DMX. I believe it was DMX, Irv Gotti. I believe they I believe one both of them went out there and they went to Death Row Records. They're another label that were, that blew up in the nineties with, you know, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dr. Y'all know the artists. It's corrupt. Uh, you know, other artists. Y'all y'all know them already. But back to DMX. DMX, I mean, Suge Knight flew DMX out to Death Row. And Tupac was there. You know, just imagine if DMX and Tupac. That shit would have blew. But anyways, Suge Knight flew uh, DMX out. They was negotiating the deal. But then Dr. Dre came along, loved it, DMX freestyle, his mixtapes and all that, and his lyrical. You know, DMX was lyrical. You know, a lot of people may say he wasn't, but he was. But then, Dr. Dre wanted to sign DMX also. So DMX was just like, you know what? I'm just going my own. 
I'm gonna start my own label, Rough Riders, with Swiss Beats, The Locks, that stylist P and Jadakiss, Eve, and other artists that was also, you know, that's under Rough Riders. And Swiss Beats was doing the beats, producing for the beats for certain for the artists under Rough Riders. But then Russell Simmons, who the boss guy of Def Jam, the number one label in the 90s, from 89 to 14. He stepped in and he signed DMX. So that's when, you know, DMX, you know, he got signed to Def Jam. But he also wrestled some of the other artists to uh, Def Jam, you know. But at the time, I believe the Lock, Stylus P, and um, Jadakiss is with Bad Boys, another big label. That was up there in the 90s because of Biggie. And I'm going to get to him in a minute. Then, uh, now, with DMX, DMX, he he blew up fast. Right? He, 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 he blew up fast, you know, and the two albums that he dropped in in 98 under Def Jam was Flesh of My Flesh Blood of my blood. That went 3X platinum. And then he put It's Dark and Hell is Hot. That went 4X platinum. You know, I just hate, you know, what happened to DMX. Rest in peace. You know, I feel like if he would have got off the drugs, you know, I feel like he was he was crying out for help. But at the same time, he probably wasn't. We don't know. I'm not going to judge him. He's deceased. So I'm not going to say anything negative about him. You know, so, but DMX, he's a legend in the rap game, and, you know, that's it, you know, and then going towards the, the going still in the early 90s, you, you hear it, you get cash money and all them, and they blew up, like, rap, the rap, the rap game was, it was just at its prime in the, in the 90s. Now we ain't gonna talk about Nas and Jay Z. We we know what they were doing in the nineties because Jay Z, Damian Dash, they started Rockefeller. I believe it was ninety six, and the rest is just history. All those labels that I'm talking about, the rest is history. You can look it up. You can research, especially if you was born after the nineties. And I'm pretty sure you two thousand kids listen to nineties music, you know. And if you if you don't, I advise you to go and listen to it. Because I feel like you like certain artists from the 90s that still there in the rap game now. Nas, Jay-Z, uh, 50 Cent, you know, all them. Now, speaking of 50, uh, during a lot of well, here's the thing. When you ask people who bought out 50, they'll say Eminem and Dr. Dre. No. Either one of them bought out 50. It was Jam Master J that bought out 50 Cent. Taught him how to rap. Gave, gave him, I think it was a $250,000 bonus. And he made that, that one album that came out in the 90s. And I don't, I don't think it did that good. Because a lot of people didn't know who 50 was back in the, in the, in the mid-90s. You know, but John Master J bought out 50. That's when he is with this gang called Bangin' Smurf. 
at the time and you know, but fifty if you look at if you listen to fifty old stuff, you're 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 here like he can rap. Like, cause they had a freestyle with um him and Nas. It was him and Nas and both of them were just going just going in. I mean that freestyle was dope. I mean no well yeah, it was a freestyle. You know, it was a freestyle, but it wasn't like like I'm I believe it was like no music in the back. They were just spitting at the top of their head. But you know, yeah. But Doc Eminem discovered Fifty's mixtape and then I guess he hit up Fifty and said, Hey, I wanna bring you out here. I want you to meet Dr. Dre and all them. So Fifty did it. Uh they signed them to Shady Aftermath slash Interscope uh, for like a million dollar deal. I think I believe it was a million dollar deal, and the rest is history. You know, the Get Rich Die Trying with ten million worldwide sold a million in the first week. And but I'm saying like I feel like I feel like this music now. Like I said before, I just don't think it'll fit in the nineties hip hop culture. Do I feel like certain music will fit in the nineties? Well, it all depends on type of beat, who's the producer and all them. That don't even, that may not even be true. But I feel like the music now will not fit in the the nineties music. I'm talking about the dancing and the dancing music and all that. And I have I don't got nothing against dancing music. I love dancing music. I don't have nothing. I, I'm not no hater. But I just feel like this. The way the hip-hop in the 90s were, you can't say nothing bad about it. Like, like you you just can't. Like, you can name an R&B artist that did his thing in the 90s, so big, did numbers, was on tour, tour sold out. You can name so many artists in the 90s, and you just feel like, okay, that's true. Or you may have your own opinion on it. But I feel like music is just not touching today or in the 80s. I just feel like that music is just not touching the 90s music. I mean, like, and then you had hip-hop labels that you would have a hard time signing because the hip-hop was so at its prime, they was not just signing anybody the way these labels are signing anybody now because they desperate to get the money. But can you blame them? Nah. Like you can't blame them at all. But all all I'm all I'm saying is this. The hip hop labels now, now there's some label that I just named off that still signing artists. I don't think these artists that they signing, like Young Thug and all them, Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert or G Herbo and all I just feel like the labels in the nineties will not sign those type of artists. I just don't think six nine you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he would be signed in the nineties. You know, but label these these hip hop labels now they're just signing anybody because they say okay, we know the rap game is not what it used to be. Any boss in the in the, in the rap labels, the labels that was hot in the nineties, they know it's not what it used to be. So they say okay, bring him in. Let's see what he can do. Can he sing? Can he or she rap? And then say, okay, well, we'll sign you. Some artists, some labels would be like, uh, no. Nah. 
nah, I don't think you, I don't think you'll bring me any type of money that I'm, that I'm looking for. I mean, it's like that. Like, it's like that. Like, there's so much shit that goes on behind closed doors on these hip-hop labels. Like, you only hearing it from the, what the media is telling you. And that can, that's, that, that don't have to always be true. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. But I, I feel like this, like, the way the hip-hop 90s, even R&B, I can't forget that because R&B was at the top of his game, too. But everybody feel like a certain year when it started falling off. I feel like the rap started falling off around 06, 07. Well, I say 06, 07 and 08. Maybe after 08, I feel like the, the hip-hop just started going down. You know, because then it goes from hip-hop and R&B going down to now to buy CDs and everything. Everything just shipped to streaming. Digital sales, streaming, free downloads, because that's how I, that's the way the artists are getting paid nowadays. Even today's hip hop and R and B, but R and B in the '90s with Aaliyah, R. Kelly, Tevin Campbell, TLC, you know, you can name uh, Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown, you can name all those artists. They was even in 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 well, not TLC, but. Uh, Whitney and Bobby, they was in the 80s also, but they also had hits in the 90s too. So you gotta you gotta count them out. They they OGs, they legend, recipes Whitney Houston, but who who else is I missing out? Is I missing out on anybody? Genuine, you know, uh, Maxwell. Uh, look, like the R and B right there, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, uh, and Aaliyah. I feel like this with Aaliyah. If Aaliyah was still alive, I think she would be just as big as Beyonce. That's just my opinion. The way her music was in the 90s, man, like, you got to love it. Like, like you, you got to love it because the way Aaliyah, with her voice, like with her voice, man, it was beautiful. Rest in peace, Aaliyah. You know, cause I feel like if she was alive, she'll be, I say, top two in an R and B game. Do I think she have features with Beyonce? Yes. Oh yes. Do I feel like she have features with other R and B artists that's out now? Oh yes. Because those these R and B artists now would have wanted to work with Aaliyah. You know, just like. There's a lot of R&B artists and rappers that want to work with Beyonce. Because when you see good music, good singing, good rap, you're going to say, man, I want to work with them. Get them on the phone. Let's, 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 let's talk it out. Let's, let's talk some what's, what the number's going to look like. You know? And, yeah. But let me get into my next topic. Tupac. And Biggie. Now, you look at them two artists. I hate they they beefed out. I hate I hate they beefed it. But it was like a it was a small beef between uh, Pac and Biggie. But I feel like this. If you look at Tupac, how sexual he was, you know, I'm hearing there. I was hearing that that man was in the studio for three four days straight 
making almost 30, 40 fucking hits. Biggie the same way. Now, you ask me who had the more hits, you got to give it to Pac. You know, Pac had more hits than Biggie. And I feel like if they were, if these two, well, before I get in, before I'm about to say what I say, I feel like this. You look at Pac and Biggie. They were both bigger than their bosses, Suge and Diddy. I mean, yes, you're giving your bosses all this money. You know, Suge was beating Pac. A lot of people, you know, if you don't know about that, now you know. Suge was beating Pac because Pac wasn't paying attention to his money. He was a smart man. Like, he was a smart man like his mom, Black Panther. You know, recipes to both Akina and Tupac. Recipes to both for him, both of them. But also recipes to Biggie. But you look at Pac and Biggie, and you just you just put yourself, you just say, okay. Like I said, both of them was bigger than they, they bosses, who's the owner of them, them respectful labels that throw in bad boys. If they were still alive today, but I feel like Pac would have been in more movies. Biggie would have been doing more music, bringing out his own artists. And I think both of these artists would have left Death Row and Bad Boys. They they would have both left them. Now, would they have beef? We don't know. They both gone. But all I'm saying is this. Now you got artists nowadays that just bigger than their artists. I mean, not their to their bosses. You look at Lil Wayne. He was bigger than Birdman. Birdman knew that, but he still wanted to collect the checks. I want that hundred. I want that hundred hundred fifty million dollar check. I want that percentage off you. You want a contract with me? I know you're bigger than me. And I, but I can't let you go because I'm getting a hundred, two hundred million dollar checks. I'm the CEO. I'm the boss. Wherever you make, I'm making too. Just like Tupac was Suge. Suge knew this. Like Suge knew Pac was bigger than him. You know, even though he had Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, Corrupt. You know, all the other artists that he had on his his label, but nothing like Pac. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre left on his own. And started Shady Aftermath from Eminem. And had was one time the CEO of Interscope. You know, but brought out the beast for Dre. Smart, smart guys. But Suge knew that Pac was bigger than him. Now, there was rumors going around. I don't know how true this is that Pac wanted out of death row. So that's why I feel like Suge gave him the CEO of Death Row East. So meaning he could sign artists from the East Coast like New York, Chicago and all them. So but Suge knew. Suge knew Pac was bigger than bigger than him. Pac if Pac would have left, I think Pac would have still would have he would have still been successful. I feel like Death Row would have start going down because all them other artists like Snoop Dogg and them, yeah, they they were still with Death Row, but 
Snoop was going to leave. Snoop was bigger than Suge Knight. Like, that, that's... It's just like that these days in, in today's hip-hop. But I feel like if Pac was alive, he would have, in movies, he would have still been making albums. Do I think he would still have beef with a certain artists? Yes. Pac was just like that. You know, Suge changed the man. But I think Pac would have left Death Row. I think he would have left. Just like Biggie. Do you do y'all think Diddy knew Biggie was bigger that Diddy Diddy knew Biggie was blowing. He blew up right in front of him. Just like ain't nothing ain't nothing different. We want that hundred, two hundred million dollar checks from you. You selling three, four million out um records. Going three, four, five, six times platinum. You ain't gonna let them artists go. Because they they're giving you the checks. The big time checks. The percentage, the cuts. But I, I I'll just say this. If Biggie was alive, just like when he bought out Little Kim, you know, have a lot of people know that already. So but Biggie would have been bringing out other artists. Cause he was like that. He wanted he wanted to put other artists on, and I felt like with Biggie being bigger than Diddy, he would have left Bad Boys. He would have left Bad Boys. Do I feel like Biggie and Pop would have did a track together? Yes, they would have. I think they would have squashed that beef, and I think they would have did a track together because that beef was just small. Like the beef was small. Pop made a video at him. Biggie took a shot at him. Came out to L.A., you know, and. Hey, but nothing went down. But all I'm saying is this. Biggie would have would have still his rap, his freestyle, and his rap was just so fucking dope. Like Pox, like Jay-Z, like Nas. All those guys in Eminem, they always lyrical. DMX, you know, Snoop, all of them, they they was lyrical artists. But now you if if like I said, Biggie would have would have left Bad Boys. Because B was the biggest artist on Bad Boys. Craig Matt, you know, all them. But not like Biggie. Biggie was giving Diddy the money. Yeah, he, he had 112 before who also, you know, did platinum. They 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 platinum. Another RB uh group that was good. That was very good in the 90s. Jagged Edge, Boys the Man. The R&B game was tonight, but look, they would have left. Pac and Biggie would have would have would have left their respective labels that put them on. And I I like like I said, if I wish if they were alive today, Pac would have been in doing hella movies, cause he he his acting was getting better. You know he did well in Juice, but Biggie would have been bringing out other artists. Probably had his own level. On uh, like Junior Mafia, he would have had that label blowing up. You know, would Little Kim still would beat him? She probably would have. You know, but all I'm saying is this: respect to them two legends. You know, and yeah, because you look at Little Wayne. Like I said with Birdman, he wanted out. He Little Wayne had to sue. Birdman to get out of his contract. 
Birdman never paid him his three million from his Carter three. Carter, no, I think it was Carter four. Wayne left. That was it. Just like Drake is bigger than Wayne. But Wayne did him a favor. Wayne's like, hey, look, man, I got to let you go, bro. You're bigger than me. Man, certain, certain artists, certain CEOs and, and owners, they know that a certain artist is bigger than them. But they want to still collect the checks. But anyways, okay, let me get into, I feel, certain artists that will fit in the 90s culture. Let me start out by saying I feel like Kendrick Lamar, he bought, if you listen to Kendrick Lamar music, you'll be like, okay, that felt like a 90s vibe. Because I didn't know who Kendrick Lamar was. My cousin put me on him. He told me about Kendrick about 11 years ago. But I feel like Kendrick Lamar would have, he would have fit well in the 90s culture because he got that 90s culture vibe and that lyrical 90s lyrical vibe. I feel like he would have fit in there. He bought, he had samples from some of the 90s music. I feel like Kendrick Lamar would have fit in that 90s culture with Nas, Jay-Z, and, you know, Master P, and Snoop Dogg, Tupac, Biggie, I think he would have fit right in there, DMX, LL Cool J, he would have, he would have, he would have fit right in there, he, he, he would have fit right in, into the 90s culture, because he got that 90s music, he got that 90s vibe, he got that 90s lyrical, you know, and I feel like Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar would have, he would have did pretty, pretty well in the 90s. Another artist I feel like would have fit right in the 90s is J. Cole. And J. Cole, they're another guy who's lyrical. And, you know, you got to give respect to people that respect the artists, whether they are hip-hop or R&B. Give show them respect, like, no need to hate, but J. Cole would have fit in the 90s, too. Uh... The way J. Cole, and I love his new album. I love his new album. He's lyrical. He's going in. If you ain't listening to J. Cole's new album, you need to listen to it. You're missing out. You won't. You, 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 you're missing out. And pretty good album. Pretty good album. But J. Cole would have fit well in the 90s culture. Uh, with his, his music, he got, he got 90s vibe music. If you, if you just like, Oh, listen, 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 listen to his music. You'll be like, man, okay. I love it. I love it. But then, let's go to the the R&B side. You know, let's go to, let's go to the R&B. Uh, man, who can I pick? What R&B artist that will fit plip? Pretty well in the nineties. Ah, man, it, this 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 is a tough one. Um, who is it? Who 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 would fit in the nineties? R and B style. I think Neo would have. I think he would have fit in the nineties with his voice. Um, uh, Jaheem. I think he would have fit well in the nineties. Um, man, so 
90s, like, man, like, uh-uh, like, it, 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 it's, yeah, I, I think, I think Neo would have fit there in there well, um, uh, man, like, so many good R&B artists is out right now, you know, I think, I think, um, a lot, I think most of these R&B artists would have fit well in the 90s, but, a lot of, well, someone asked me, well, is Drake and Nicki Minaj would fit in the 90s, I believe they will, and I think Drake would have fit in the 90s pretty well because he can rap and sing. And I think 90s labels would have loved that and they would have signed him. It's like Nicki Minaj. She got that 90s flow. She got that 90s flow. And, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say if she do she have the 90s music inside her music. But I think she would have fit well in there too. I think they, I think certain artists now would have fit well in the 90s. 90s hip hop and R&B culture, but a lot of these artists now would not fit well in the 90s. I'm sorry, but like, don't get offended. I, like I said, I don't have nothing against any of these artists that's out now, you know. But yeah, I feel like, and that's my opinion. That I think Kendrick, J. Cole, you know, Neo, Drake, Nicki Minaj, I think they all would have did pretty well in the 90s. And I think those top labels would have had them, would have signed them quick. But yeah, but no, nah, I, I I just feel like this. I just feel like this. With hip hop, whether labels, hip hop, R and B, all these artists are doing successful. Rather, the albums, even if the albums don't sell well, they still get money at the end of the day. And you got to respect that. Like, I can't hate on someone who, who's getting money, who's doing well for themselves. But, yeah, I mean, the, the hip-hop the hip hop and R&B game is not what it used to be. But you still got these top labels that's doing pretty well because of the artists. And you got to respect that. I just hate that these certain artists can't go on tours due to the pandemic. But... I know a lot of you fans, you hip hop and R and B fans, can't wait to to go back to the to the live events, the venues, and all that. I know y'all can't wait because y'all, y'all want to see your favorite artists in action live. And I know a lot of y'all, you know, y'all can't wait. But the pandemic fucked a lot of shit up. You know, a lot of labels. Yeah, I don't. If y'all think the pandemic is not affecting these hip hop and R and B these hip hop labels, it is. It is. It's affecting them a lot. They losing money, like the artists is losing money, because if the artists lose money, the owner gonna lose money. Because the owner's going to make the money off the artists. Those facts. I'm not saying anything false, but all 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 I'm saying is this. I still love hip hop. There's certain artists that I like today. I just gave you four of them. Neo. I like the baby. I like little baby. Uh, who else? Who else do I like right now? You know, so it's so many, it's so many good artists out right now. I feel like some of y'all just hate on them. You know, but I'm not gonna hate on them. I love I love their lyrics. I love their music. You know, and yeah, but. 
this is it. Uh, I did my 10 episode. My man, I start this 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 podcast in January, and I said I was gonna do 10 episodes each on my season. So, uh, this is my 10th uh episode for season one. Uh, I'm gonna come back for season two, and I'm gonna go back to what I love. I'm still talking about music. I said I'm gonna talk about what's going on around the world, but season two I'm gonna up the amp. I'm gonna go back to my sporting my sports. You know, more music to talk about. Then I'm going to start talking about certain artists. You know, it's going to be a lot in season two. And then I'm going to bring on some guesses. If I can get some guesses, you know. And we're going to talk about, you know, sports, music, what's going on around the world. Because I love to have, like, some of y'all on. Just just, just give y'all opinion. You know, if you want to curse, do whatever you want. This is an unfiltered uh, podcast. And, like, I would love to have, like, if you're listening like, like, if you listen to my podcast, like, I want some of y'all to come on. Just, just give y'all opinion. It, it depends on the topic, you know. I would love for y'all to come on, you know. You know, I don't, I don't care who it is. Just don't be negative. Like, just don't be negative on the podcast. But season two, uh, I'm going to do it in the summer, around June next month for season two. And uh, like I said, I want to bring some of you on because there'll be times with these episodes like I just don't want to talk about myself. I, I want to hear y'all opinions. But this is it and I'm out. One.